All right, we're live. All right, so we're here today, DJ and Dan with Alomine. Thank you very, thank you very much for doing the podcast. Hell yeah, um, thanks for asking me to do it. Of course. Where are you currently? Where are you living right now? Iowa. All right, so you're in Iowa. How's the uh, How's the comedy scene out there? Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, you kind of wish it was better, but it's it's a good good enough scene. You know, I can get places, but it's just a little traveling. You know. There's there's a, yeah. a good spot in Des Moines I usually go to, so I gotta drive like an hour forty five minutes to get there, to that open mic. What do what's like? What do they do with the open mics out there? There is it just same, like same as like um, you pay like five bucks or ten bucks for ten minutes or whatever, or how's it work? Hell no. That's yeah. one of the good things about being on the smaller scene is just yeah. you go and you sign up and you're Sweet. gonna get up guaranteed. We get at most probably about thirty five forty when it's oh. a, a busy night comics that sign up so yeah and, and that's usually a lot but everybody gets up and does their time so is the audience mostly just open micers yeah yeah it's probably well he's i mean if you get lucky you can go there on a thursday night when something's happening or something and it'll be some probably about 20 30 people that aren't comedians or trying to be you know what i mean yeah um yeah that's the big thing over here in los angeles is you know it's the five dollars for five minutes or ten ten dollars for ten minutes kind of thing but the only problem with that i mean that's fine you got to do that right but like the only problem with that is like your audience always is just comedians like other open micers which is cool and obviously you appreciate that and for the most part they're pretty nice you know like either they're not responsive at all or you know, they're just like, yay. Yeah, you right, know, you don't right. usually get people heckling you at least. Yeah, but, um, yeah. but you know, like at some point people are just there to do their own shit. They don't give a fuck about you. So like, right, you're not really right. getting a real response. <laughs> so like, yeah. I'm assuming at least if you're doing it like in a city like Des Moines, right. And you've got 30, 40 people signing up. Like how many people do you think are actually just there to watch comedy? Is it just, I would, I would say thing? on average, there's at least, there's at least 10 maybe. Who are cool. just there to watch comedy who cool. come through, which is decent because I mean it's not it's not that big of a room, but yeah, I mean it's 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 pretty decent. Even the comedians who are there, most of them pay attention. But then there's like there's a few people who are just regulars, people don't who don't do comedy at all, but they show up to all the open mics just to watch. Sick. See, I like that. Yeah. That's uh yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, like uh, you were mentioning that you might you were at one point thinking about moving to Los Angeles. Was that something that you were going to do or no i had planned on just going out to kill tony and just going out, okay. out there like i did in in austin but gotcha yeah 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 so i had my ticket booked i had my hotel and everything oh, set up fuck. Then COVID hit. Yeah. this was so this was like you were supposed to come basically what like march of last year pretty much yeah i ah. my thing was i was planning on coming i think it was june because okay when's uh the first show i did on kill tony was tony's birthday so i was gonna come out there i think it was tony's birthday it might be june 8th or something like that <laughs> nice all right you got we know the host's birthday i like that we actually do a podcast <laughs> um called kill every monday which is like me you know kelsey hudgens the yonder wizard um the big the big uh-huh. dude with the beard um, okay <clears throat> and then uh our other friend brandy we do like a kill tony podcast after kill tony every monday um yeah. So obviously the one with you and Donnell was just like a riot. Uh, we'll get, we'll get into that in a little while, but I just wanted to point out one thing about me watching that video again is um, at one point and you can barely hear it, but at one point, some guy while Donnell's going on his rant, some guy in the background goes, 
Say I'm rich bitch again. And you fucking start dying. And you were about to repeat it, but you didn't. So like you have to really listen yeah. for it, but it's fucking yeah. hilarious. And it yeah. like triggers Donnell. <laughs> but um yeah, so we were gonna I was just gonna ask you like some other questions, like like um when so you go to Austin, how often were you planning on going to Austin? Do you get down? I mean, I know you're a truck driver, right? Do you how far yeah. do you usually drive? It's like it's local. It's, it's oh, okay, all okay, local okay, okay, stuff. okay. So or gotcha. regional every once in a while, Illinois, Wisconsin, gotcha. Minnesota, cool. but nothing too far. Nothing far, nothing far. So you anytime you're down there for in Austin or LA, it's always just it's on vacation. It's not like, oh, I'm gonna be driving through here, let me stop here. No, I went uh what I did was I still had I had some money and some uh flight you know miles available from when i was gonna go to la oh. so i just took that and went to austin instead and did the same thing i was gonna do in la stay there for a week and try to get on two tonys and hell you know, yeah it just happened to be austin instead of la because of the corona yeah hell yeah yeah i went for my birthday in january to austin it was it was fun it was cool it's, but, it's a wild place man <laughs> hell yeah no i mean it's it was it was fun vulcan was fun too um yeah. i don't know did you end up doing show at vulcan i did i did two oh shows. shit I opened the secret show and then uh, Steve Byrne let me open his show the next night. So nice. I've I've met Steve Byrne before. Really nice dude, but like he's actually pretty like um, he's he's a lot more reserved. He's like a pretty reserved dude. I mean, I don't know. Maybe yeah, that's just around so. Me. Probably probably amongst people who aren't comedians, he was right. pretty loose cool. with us. I mean, he was giving us advice. And nice. He, it was kind of funny uh, at the secret show. He uh, kind of had a back and forth with uh, what's his name? Damn the rapper! I'm not blaming Danny Brown. Danny oh, okay, Brown. yeah. And I don't think he knew who Danny Brown was. Downtown so Danny a Brown. Back and forth, yeah. And then so uh, he was he was talking to us about that shit. Or just yeah, Detroit cool. Danny Brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so you did so you did Volk. How much did how much time did you do? Just five minutes, I think five or seven. I forget. I don't know. It how much? Wasn't too long. How much time do you think you got? Like. Not like I know you like let's say if you pull let's say if you pull every joke out of the bag, how much time do you think you have? Probably shit every joke. <laughs> every joke. Uh, I could probably do probably I would say forty five minutes to an hour. I, I just every did a single show, joke, yeah. uh did a show last night or no Friday night and uh I was headlining it and it was uh I was supposed to do thirty minutes. I did twenty six because one of my boys came through. And I gave him, let him do five minutes on it. Nice. And uh, yeah, so, and, and yeah. I mean, I, once I got done with it, I was like, damn, I still had so much newer shit that I've been doing recently nice. that I didn't even get to just because honestly, I was, <laughs> I had been drinking and my throat started feeling weird. And I was up there drinking Red Bull and vodka like an idiot <laughs> instead <laughs> of my usual water or some shit. So my throat started fucking up. So I didn't even finish. Like I probably had another 15 minutes in me. Yeah, that's like one thing I can't really do, which is like get too fucked up before shows. Like we did a show in South Carolina, hadn't done stand up in like over a year, and we were just each doing ten minutes. And um, I'm like, fuck, this is gonna be like at nine. It's not gonna start until nine o'clock at night. And I'm, it's, I'm sort of still on kind of like vacation here. So instead, what I did was like did a kind of like a hacky cue card thing where I wrote down stuff on cue cards, and I'm like. All right. Well, somebody outside gave me these cards. Like, so if so if they're offensive to anybody, just like blame the guy that gave them to me. Whatever. And um, have, you ever, have you done that on Kill Tony? 
No, I haven't done that on Kindle Tiny, no. Where have I seen that? I, saw I, I mean, some, it's kind of, sort of like a Norm MacDonald thing. It's like, okay, a sort of, okay. you know what I mean? Like, it's sort of like this Norm MacDonald thing where he talks about the, it's like, no, 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 it just says it right here on the card. I, it's not, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not the one who wrote it. Anyway, so, because that, and the biggest, the biggest is because the biggest fear was that I'd be too fucked up to remember yeah. any of my jokes. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, all right, let me just, you know, let me just write these down now. That's my thing. Like, I can't really get too fucked up before like yeah, i'll get fucked up afterwards yeah, yeah man i don't i don't either it was just it was an unusual thing that right. i did bringing bringing my drink up there usually i have water but i was the last to go up and then there was like a intermission between comedians and then that so i finished my water and i was like i need to pick me up a little bit you know when you're going last and you've been there for about an hour so kind of get you know where was this this was in austin no, this was oh. uh, in Moline, Illinois. Okay, okay, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Moline, Illinois. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, so do you have like a do you have an agent? No, no. You just I, you're just freelancing for now. I just yeah I don't, yeah people just ask me to do shows. And Shit, fuck yeah, say yes dude. To as much as I can. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I saw you on the Pickle podcast, so I knew I was like. Well, if he cancels again for this one, I'm going to be a little pissed that he went on the fucking the pickle podcast, dude. Like I like those two smell like they fucking eat pickles, dude. Come on, man. I'm just joking. I'm I'm trying to start some fucking some podcast, podcast wars, wars over here. Yeah, Shit. That's what we need. <laughs> Today we have the DJ and Dan versus the pickle podcast. No, thank you. I'm just joking. Hey, I got a question, man. Like, do you own like a bidet or a tushy or something yeah, like that? Yeah. Okay. So you're a bigger dude. Now I got to ask you this. Like, do you, do you fucking like, do you have to schedule your day or like plan your day around possible bathroom trips? Or are you like, I can go anywhere. I don't have IBS or nothing, but I just go regularly in the morning. It's usually like the second just every morning, huh? drink some water and take a shit. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I know, I know big dudes that have to like plan their day around where and how they can use the restroom if no, they that's have to. Like a condition that's like IBS or something, ain't it? I don't know if it's a condition or they're just big dudes. <laughs> just big. Okay, no, but here's the other thing too. It's like they always plan, they always try to get you to use their fucking bidet or tushy. I'm like no. this. I first of all, I never used one before. Yeah. And yeah, I like, want to share my shit with nobody. That's what I'm saying. And then they're and and it wasn't even it was. It was one guy, and then also again, these are two comedians. They're, it's like one guy. They're both big guys, you know, Kelsey and uh, Mumford. But like they, they both were trying to get me to use the same the same tushy. Like one was using the other ones already. Like one's a guest in the house, and he's using oh, the he's homeowner's to be tushy. The third man on the tush, and then I'm gonna be the third man on the tush. Like come on, they like, don't clean it right. Yeah. No, I mean I know you gotta like you gotta like squirt it downward so it gets all the shit particles off, and then it yeah. squirts up into your asshole. See, I have a cheap one. I don't have the fancy pants tushy. I know the the tushy actually has like some shield thing. I was just reading up on it because I was thinking. About I think maybe the newer one does. Place. Maybe. Yeah, there's like some newer shit they got on there. I think they said they got something that blow dries your asshole or something. I could be wrong. Ooh, I okay. I don't know about all that. But yeah, that <laughs> I was. It was a little jarring for me to at first because the water comes out super cold if you don't have like a water warmer. Yeah, yeah. And I was, you know, I did one of these. Oh. Um. <laughs> but but they but like yeah, just like they, it took them like they 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 were they were campaigning for it 
for all weekend like that's weird it was a big man. deal for them for me to use their tushy i mean i guess it must have like changed their lives to have that kind of shit yeah like, there's you, there's a one of my comedian friends here she's all about that and she's <laughs> she's actually the one who got me to finally purchase one and, yeah. and i uh curse her for it because <laughs> shout out to Haley because it's made my asshole a bitch ass you know it's yeah like, it's made it a bitch if ass. i don't if i don't have a, a tushy or a bidet i just have to i don't shit right you know it doesn't want to work my yeah. sphincter is lazy now, you know? <laughs> yeah, the lazy sphincter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just exactly. fucking yeah, hanging loose. Yeah, shower now, yeah. Um, the, see, now what's happening to me since I'm fucking, I'm starting to get a belly is my waist size, you know, my waist size started going up, but now it's starting to go down, but that's not because I'm losing weight. It's because now the belly's starting to fold over the waist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to happen. Yeah. Fuck me, dude. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> you better do something about it. I'm trying to work on it myself. I know. I got a ways it. to go before I can get to those concerns. Even. Oh, man. The all right. So I wanted to uh, we can talk about Donnell a little bit right here, but I want to keep it mostly on like you and like what you're thinking. I, I, I first of all, I want to talk about like the um like the the way your mannerisms on stage went through an array of feelings i can only imagine um i don't give a fuck about what donnell's doing at any of this point i want to know what you're thinking about during all this which is like at first from a from a third party perspective you start off oh man i love donnell then you start yeah. off all right donnell's cool you know and then it's like all right all right, we're we're equals. Like, come at me now. And then it's like, all right, yeah, fuck you, bitch. And it's like, yeah, do that shit. And it start. It just like you went through the array of each feeling almost. And it's like you went from yeah, you just you went from like I'm here, I'm happy to I belong here. Like you're my bitch. Um, what do you, so? What do you think about that? That's that's almost close, except for I, I don't feel like I was so aggressive. But uh, no, you weren't at all. I, yeah, I kind of I don't know. In the beginning, I kind of switched because I was I was expecting someone had told me. I don't know if you know who Mario Tanti is. Of course, I've been on the podcast. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. I talked to him uh, on on the gram a lot, and he had said he thought that uh, Tim Dillon was going to be there. So I was expecting yeah. Tim Dillon, and then right when the show starts, Donnell walks past me. I'm sitting on the side of the stage. And so my mind just, you know, switched because, you know, I've yeah. seen the episodes with him and and uh, David Lucas and shit. Sure. That back and forth that they had. So my mind kind of switched, even though that's not even what I do. I'm not even like a roast type dude. But I yeah, like, if mind. he if he fucking, you know, if it goes there, I'm going to be ready with two jokes and then he's going to fucking destroy me. And that's what I expected. That's what I kind of wanted. Yeah, I mean, he he obviously looked flustered. He was a little drunk, uh, seemed yeah, like he'd been drinking. It. And it's yeah. cool. I mean, nobody hates Donnell, but like, nope, it's just nope. a little annoying. Like when you're trying to when when you're getting roasted and then you're trying to drop knowledge, <laughs> you know. And I don't think it makes it any better that you're black. Like, if it's a, if a white boy does it, first of all, I, I'm not sure if a white boy can even come up with that line. Second of all, <laughs> I, like Donnell would have just if somehow. I, I don't know what it was. I think you you short circuited his ass, like you fucking error dot exe. Like yeah, I just like he was ready for it. He man. was just caught way <laughs> off guard, and then like, and then the whole looking at Tony while talking to you is a little weird. 
I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Like it's a yeah, little fucking that, weird. That, when he turned his back, yeah, that was kind of weird. I felt like that was he a does that aggressive. You know what set me off was when he faked the the fist. Bump yeah, like, okay. I don't know that if, was the that's next what thing set me off. Exactly. Like, fucking, that's one what right a... there. And, and saying that's one is is basically starting some shit. That's the only laugh he got to was when he did that. <laughs> Everything else, dude. Okay, have you ever seen the movie Hook? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know when Rufio starts getting owned by Peter Pan in like the fucking roast battle and he just starts going, You man! You stupid, <laughs> stupid man! That's that's exactly what this reminded me of. He just like <laughs> nothing he was saying was dropping and so but we love Donnell. Yeah, and by man. the way, I met I actually met Jizza one time with awesome. his kid, and his kid was fucking blinged out, it was probably like four <laughs> years old at Disneyland. Anyway, because I, I was listening to your podcast earlier. By the way, go to Alomine on uh, YouTube and uh, drop a follow. At least you might get one or two from us. I mean, from yeah, here, so yeah. you know, we can get a little <laughs> traction. But yeah, so it just it just seemed like he just was like, "You man," and he fucking fucking he didn't know what to say. Just kind of throws it out there, and then he goes on his little thing, and then obviously. Red band with this fucking. <laughs> it was this... a, it was a collaborative effort. Right, I know you. About you, you... the whole show. Yeah, and I felt like part of it was like he kind of I don't know, I felt like he was kind of big time in the show. Like he kind of thought he was bigger than than the show a little bit. Maybe I don't yeah. know. He does and the I, wrap I it up like a couple it's the times. Opposite of that because that show was the reason why I started comedy. I wouldn't have, I would have never done it if it didn't come on that tour around here. Yeah. So so okay. So I'm trying to remember you got on in des moines in omaha first in omaha and then was yeah. that the was that the bench press one yeah 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 i remember <laughs> that one that's when the whole killer mike shit started yeah, yeah the run the jewels shit right yeah. wow <laughs> i remember that the birthplace of alumine dude <laughs> so how did you get the name alumine like is that your real name Aloe's my real legal first name. Yeah, yeah. Sick, but dude. My it's not my birth name. So my birth name was Alamine. Was Alamine. Oh, okay, one word Alamine. It. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I have uh -huh. a bit about it, so I don't want to get too much into it. But Seem, yeah. seems a little biblical. It is. It's an Arab it's an Arabic name. So Arabic kinda, name. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Armenian. Um the like uh the epidemiology of words always fascinates me too, too. But um, Yeah, me too. So are did you grow like where did you grow up? In Iowa, Des Moines. Did you ever wrestle? <laughs> no, I played okay. football. <laughs> okay. Oh, you played football. Okay, yeah. I wish um, I would have wrestled, though. I would have been better at football, I think. Yeah. It's an argument to be made. Yeah, my cousins were big wrestlers, so they used to always talk about Iowa wrestling and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, the So, like, did you grow up in, like, a religious family? somewhat but it was just yeah it was just unorthodox for this area being muslim in in des moines iowa there's not a lot you don't expect so it. you're muslim my i was raised muslim you were raised muslim that's interesting i never heard that actually um not because you're a black man from iowa just because uh you know like do you have any like arabic roots or anything like that or like no no it's you know everybody there was a lot of black oh i get it converted in the 60s sure. and 70s and 80s and shit so that's that's i'm the product of my parents converting yeah like my, well like my mom originally is from michigan when uh -huh. she came here from dearborn and it's just we went to go visit the house that she grew up in maybe like 10 years ago and it's just it's crazy how dearborn is just it's like okay over here 
in LA, we have sections of like Chinatown. Like yeah. when you go to Dearborn, it's just all Arabic writing everywhere. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, it was a trip. I was just was yeah. not expecting it. I mean, there's uh, yeah, there's parts of there's pockets in the Midwest that you don't expect. I know, like in Wisconsin, there's a big uh, in some town that I used to deliver to. There's a big uh, chic population that you just it just pops up and they're just, they just like didn't expect that. <laughs> like, all right, just drop your shit here and let's build a all right, let's build a school and <laughs> yep, a church. Yeah, yep. that's how they do it. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's like. How, how did you even you just so you just got into comedy because you saw kill tony and you're like these motherfuckers are not funny and i think it'd be funnier or how did nope. it how did it work i, I uh, was watching kill tony and also watching other podcasts like with just comedians i like hearing comedians talk and hearing their stories and all that shit and i fell in love with it first and i had always been like kind of a fan i used to watch comic view and shit like that back in the day but uh yeah and then when it I had already planned on half-ass going out to LA to try to get on Kill Tony, but then when it said it was on tour and it was coming to my area, I was like, "You have to fucking." There's no excuses now. You know what I mean? I can't rely. Right. On it. Yeah. You I mean, I. I that's very similar to how I started too. I mean, I started about a little, maybe a little, about five years ago. But it was like I was watching Kill Tony, and I was like, "Holy shit! I can! I want to do this! I can do this!" And I started just trying to get on Kill Tony and yeah, kept, yeah. you know, I wrote jokes. I would write jokes. I had specific ones that I would use if I were to get called up. And then I st like, dude, I mean, I didn't get called up for my first almost 30 weeks wow. that I went almost two years. I was going on and off. Like I wasn't going every single Monday, but I was going, you know, at least once or twice a month for sure. So after about two months, two years, you know, um, but like what was happening was in that first year I was going to Hollywood and I know, and like, I was, this is like a bitch thing to think about, but I'm like, fuck, like, I don't want to have to drive an hour from where I live, which is only like 20 miles away from the comedy store, but you got to drive during tr rush hour yeah. Yeah, to get yeah. there. And I'm like, ah, and then I started thinking, I'm like, motherfuckers move from like Alabama and Rhode Island to come here. Like I can't bitch out. So I started like actually doing other open mics and eventually you know got on Kill so you were you were raised out there in, in in la okay yeah yeah i was raised i've born and raised in uh the, the suburb of los angeles okay yeah um mostly hispanic uh it's like i pretty much grew up like nearly basically in east la yeah yeah okay. so it's like uh but i would go to you know so i started going to these going to open mics and um but now i mean it's just for me i want to do it I'm trying, but it, if it's it's a hobby, and if it becomes more than a hobby, then great. But I'm not like you know. Yeah. I know what I know my limitations. <laughs> oh no. But uh, I mean, you got you got charisma, and you've got you've got the the it you've got the it factor, my friend. Look at that smile I like, too. I feel like you got it too, though, man. <laughs> you, it's oh, weird, though. thank it you. Would, I think it would be so much harder for me. Like I'm kind of grateful. People leave these areas that I'm in right now, like Iowa and shit, and they go to those bigger cities. But I have to be super grateful that I started here because if it was more difficult to do it, I don't know if I'd be doing it as much or, you know, I mean, get the opportunities to get better at it, you know, because it's all about doing as much as you can to get better at really. It really is like the the mark of like a good comedian I'm learning really is just like, you know, the like you should be able to go up five 10 15 minutes and like not even really tell a joke just go up and be funny on stage no i'm just joking by saying not tell a joke but like yeah. you know like you got to be able to 
you got to have a feeling on stage and that only comes with repetition it doesn't come with yeah. anything else you can you can be as charismatic as you want but like you got to be able to read the audience and all that stuff yeah you seem um but uh so so the okay so like you got any like any prospects now i mean you got more gigs coming up how's it looking yeah how's the trajectory has the trajectory of your career seemingly changed since this whole incident is basically my question that kelsey is asking i don't know uh i feel like i mean it's obviously it's more gonna be a slow roll eyes on me yeah so I'm, I'm just trying to not go too crazy like sure. eventually i'm gonna real soon i'm gonna probably change my job and do something that's going to allow me more time to to go more places. I want to try to start spread out a little bit. Hit hit Missouri. Hit up uh, Minnesota more. And hell yeah, get further and out. And definitely come back to Texas. Hopefully this summer. Hell yeah. Well, yeah, I, I was considering possibly going out there in June as well. We'll see how that works. But um, like being a truck driver, I'm assuming you know there's got to be there's got to be some funny people on cb radios these days right i mean something <laughs> i never really had a cb radio really oh yeah. it feels like that's the most fun part about being a truck no, driver it's, no it's not man. i bet it's not i know i, I glorify it yeah i'm sure i glorify do. a lot of people do i'm sure there's probably some people who get a kick out of it i don't know but i just listen to a lot of podcasts that's all i did right okay so this is so like I do the same at work. Like I, if I couldn't listen to my headphones at work, I would die. Like I got to be listening to podcasts or something all day in the background. Like, were you, are you a big, like radio guy? Like, do you like, like, did you ever get into talk radio or anything or sports talk? What I could, what I could get my ears on, I guess. I I mean, I Stern was like here in Iowa, you had to get fucking uh, serious and all the other shit. So I didn't have any subscriptions. So it was Mm -hmm. all, it was podcast mostly. It was like Corolla, uh mm. podcast which was kind of you know it's kind of radio style the way he does yeah it. i love corolla and, uh, yeah that's why I, lo- I started with podcasting as far it was corolla and rogan and burr and shit like that so yeah rogan is great um the what i started listening to during the pandemic a lot was opie and anthony old opie and anthony oh yeah yeah dude hell yeah fucking yeah. it's it's great because it's it's great because it's not topical. You know, it's not like it's not you, you could it's funny during any genre. Even yeah. even though that they are they're talking about current events, you know, like Lacey Peterson or the you know, Barack Obama uh, elections and all that stuff. But it's still like it's not it's not heavenly it's not heavily like relying on the time at that point. You know, like you just it's just off it's just it's great. Great stuff. Yeah, it's it seems like uh Kind of like just a big hang with comedians and then Fuck some yeah, some yeah. weird dudes who aren't comedians who are like facilitating it. It's, I don't know. Fuck it's kind of like, I don't know if you heard of, uh, you know what, dude, podcast. You probably have. Yeah. With Bobby Kelly. It's kind of kinda like that. You know what, dude? Yeah. It's like being dude. a fly on, a, on the wall at the legendary table that they used to always talk about at the stand. If you can right. just listen to those conversations. and But that's what podcasting is. The best ones as far as comedic, I think. Have you ever done stand up in New York? Oh, my God. Nope. I want to though. Yeah, like, I feel like those are the, obviously the meccas of comedy. Is yeah. is the store and probably the stand. Well, the store just opened up this weekend for the first so, time. Uh, yeah. So we had a uh, Leslie Jones pass through. She did a guest set. Um, Eliza Schlesinger, Earl Skackle. I think Burr showed up this weekend as well. That's I don't great. remember, but um, they're back. I mean, it's gonna be fun. But let me tell you, it's gonna be a while before any open micers get into that place. 
Yeah. So yeah. it's going to be yeah. a while because like they're not going to. First of all, they're not even open on Sundays and Mondays, which were like the original, which were like yeah. the open micer days. Yeah. So now I guess what they're basically that's, gonna be that's when potluck was right, wasn't mm-hmm. it after Kill Tony or something like that? Potluck was before Kill Tony. Usually started started at seven thirty. Kill Tony oh, okay. started around eight, okay. and then potluck would go until probably nine. Okay. And then uh, and then you'd have the rest of the comedians that didn't that the comedians that came into the potluck they'd come through into Kill Tony afterwards. You know, like okay, I talk I I mentioned this, and I don't even know if you would even know. You probably wouldn't, but. Um, and and every comedian I ask, they always say, "No, I never got that feeling." So this must just be me. Which is when I would go to Kill Tony, I would sign up for both the potluck and Kill Tony. But like, I always saw this kind of like social divide between the potluck open micers and the Kill Tony open micers. Like they <laughs> like the potluckers like would look, look down, frown upon the Kill Tony ones. And I do admit that. You get a lot of like fly by night, one time open micers that try to come on to Kill Tony and do like five minutes or whatever or a minute. And, um, you know, they're not really interested in doing comedy, whereas all the potluckers, they're just they're they're the open mic, yeah. like, you know, they're the, yeah. the normal open mic crew. But nobody yeah. really nobody really subscribes to that. So, yeah, I, I wonder just, if it's because Kill Tony is like I think it's just because you, you get only a minute. It's like not yeah. the same where it's like you're really working stuff out. Right. So they probably shit on that and they probably tried to get on several times. They couldn't, you know what I mean? So I don't know. That shit's always That's probably weird people. But one thing I fucking love about the potluck, I've done the potluck three times and I've signed up, you know, again, almost 30 times probably. How much time do you get on it? When three minutes. Okay. You got three minutes. Uh, well, three. I think three to five minutes tech technically like you could technically get up to five minutes i think but they give you the light uh, if you first of all if you if you're terrible after a minute or two you get the light okay and then um and but uh the cool thing about it is that they fucking that they put your name up like they print it out on the paper and they it says like the comedy store original room on it potluck and it's got your name on it and they put it on the glass and everybody rushes up to the window and like looks for their name. Like, you know, like back in the day when they would show like the grades or stuff like that, like in movies, yeah. like they post the grades and like, oh, did I pass? But, um, yeah, yeah, that's dude, they, and that's, it's just, it's a cool feeling when you see your name up they, there. Uh, they do. There's a Acme comedy club in Minneapolis up here. It's probably our, the biggest, one of the biggest clubs that's, you know, in our area. They do that same thing for their open mic. It's it's pretty dope because they actually print it out and shit. And then all the comics, like you said, they run over there like they got chosen for the hockey team and Mighty Ducks and shit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, did uh, do you have you ever like hosted shows? Do you like hosting? Not really, but I, I'll do it if someone asks me to. But I've hosted a couple. I've hosted uh for uh Todd McComas, I think his name was 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 in at Penguins before they mm. shut down their open they're, mic up. Yeah, they're gone, right? Yeah, and then mm-hmm. uh, damn, what's the other guy's name? That's gonna fuck with me. But he's a comic, like kind of out of the the West Coast area. He might be in like Las Vegas or something. I don't know, but he's a pretty big comic who's like opened up for a bunch of major bands and shit like that. And has been on Stern and shit. I forget his Sick. name, but I opened for him at uh, Teehees, mm-hmm. or I hosted for him. Yeah, but I've done it a couple times. Um, I mean, I like the hosting thing. I've never done it. Uh, I've always wanted to do it just to see how it feels. Cause I just feel like, I don't know. I, I, I've, I, I, I think I would enjoy doing it. 
and I and I kind of feel like hosting also kind of it's weird. It's it's got it's got this both um, it's got sort of a negative connotation to it. Like you don't want to be the guy that's always the host, but you need some hosting experience just so you can get like onto those bigger shows. Because if you're a good host, then like which happens, what happens is like you can get you can get upgraded to like a yeah. feature show to where you're you know you're hosting for like you know legit comics. Yeah, and then yeah. you get in. So like it's. I see that. So that's what have, we have the funny bone in Des Moines out here. So hell yeah, one of the that. best clubs out there. Yeah, I I've been to the Des Moines Funny Bone before, but the um yeah like the the have, okay here's another question: Have you ever had not just a heckler, but like have you ever had somebody just get really mad about something, like about a joke or something? Nope, no, no, you're not yet. like that. That's good. Yeah, nobody's gonna fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nobody's gonna fuck. Like, what's okay? Like, don't. I'm not trying to rage bait or anything like that. But like, what is your opinion on like, let's say, like, why people using the n word on stage? <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I swear to God, this isn't like a rage bait question or anything. But like, I'm. Ser- I'm serious. I'm gonna be completely honest because, like, and full disclosure, I have used it on stage before. Right. Now, in context. <laughs> I use the word sand in front of it because I am Armenian. Oh, so like, I use the word oh, so sand in front of it. Okay. And I don't. Hardy yard too, no, like not, no, I, no. Well, I do oh. use. I did use the hardy yard a couple times, but, you know, I'm not going to get through the whole bit. But I stopped doing it after the Ha Ha Cafe, Ha Ha Cafe incident. It was my first paying gig on a Saturday night. It was at Ha Ha. And then after I did the set, you know, this black guy came up to me and he fucking. He, put his hands on me try to put me in a headlock and stuff so i never got called back to the hog cafe i was a little pissed but here's the thing i had been doing that joke on wednesday night for weeks before that at the hog cafe and then on a sunday this comedian like just was anyway so oh it was a comedian who put you yeah 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 <laughs> and i got a lot of shit for it out and you know what i don't even feel bad about myself i felt more bad about the the host and the the guy like the promoter that invited me to the show yeah um and i did bring i mean, I mean I, it's it's risky business man. of course it's fucking uh louis ck did it in a special yeah and he yeah. wasn't canceled for that he was canceled for <laughs> pulling his dick out so yeah i mean it's, it's it depends on if it's funny it depends on who you are right. who's in the audience yeah if someone's it, putting you on a risky. show i would i probably wouldn't do it if it's had right. like an open mic but here's the thing i'm known for telling people to go for it <laughs> so, <laughs> oh great <laughs> just because like go for it dude <laughs> yeah. i mean i yeah, see, I needed a guy like you in the back just laughing at it is what I needed. No, no, that, always, that does help when someone black laughs at a fucking a racial joke. Well, here's the thing, too. It's, it, because what happened was uh, the guy puts his arms around me like in a sort of like a headlock. He's like, don't fucking say that shit again. And I got up and I started like getting my like, don't you fucking put your hands on me. And then this other black guy behind me stood up and then was like, yeah. Don't be fucking saying that shit on stage. And I was like, ah, okay. All right, I'm getting out of here before something happens. I was just like, you man, you fucking stupid, stupid man. No, I'm just joking. Okay. And I just walked out of there and I got all pissed. Got all pissy. Got shit faced that night. And then that was the end of it. But I mean, it worked. I never did this joke ever again. So whatever. I mean, well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> did it work though? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Did it work? And it, I mean, it's. Fuck man, I don't want to be on some podcast being the nigga telling everybody it's okay. No, 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 no. Don't you know worry saying? about it's it. It's like this is our art, and this is this is something that we have to have. Is is 
the ability to say something and it's always in the sense that you're trying to make it funny right you're trying right. to make a funny joke and you weren't even trying to come at black people no you're trying to come at arab people right but that yeah that has to you know even sometimes wiggers stings to me a little bit you know Is what it? i mean but yeah but i mean i don't i know where it's coming from it's not it's really trying to shit on white people who act a sure. certain type of black you know what i mean yeah. but yeah the worst it, type uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> just joking yeah i'm making you laugh at least what are you drinking is that fucking mead you drinking this some to- apple mead <laughs> oh, okay some apple mead um who are some of your okay I, I do a comedy show which next time maybe you can come on with my buddy corky from the ding dong show um it's called comedy stains and so a lot of times what we like to ask the guest is like what is your comedy stain and that can be that could be in a, a range a range of things it could be a stain that you left on somebody on something on some place or a stain left on you from either a person a place or a thing like did you grow up like when you were growing up like was there somebody funny in your house or like your childhood that like my, you know or my like dad okay my dad was and kind of like that's why my name is alamine my stage name is alamine is because that's the name he gave me and then I changed it to Aloe just because that's what everybody calls me when I got married. And so I kind of brought it back as a homage Ooh, to him. Married. He was, he, yeah, yeah. He was uh, he was one of the funnier people. And he like used to do actual like bits before I knew who he was doing. So it would sometimes like be Cosby, like if it was safe time around my mom or something, but it, then it would be Pryor or Red Fox or some shit, you know, if it was just me and him or something like that. Yeah the so um i i never really got okay i never was really influenced too much by cosby um prior i actually i mean when i was a kid i would watch a bunch of movies like the toy from prior and stuff like that i loved them and then i and then i later in my life i watch i would watch um you know his specials love them obviously red fox hilarious but um yeah, like I wasn't really influenced by. I, I was more influenced by, like I guess George Carlin and Dice and Chappelle. Same, same, same. same. Yeah, yeah, me yeah. too. I mean, it's, there's just so, it's wait. So how old many. are you? I'm 38. So okay, I'm 35. I've okay. seen, yeah, I've seen so much, and it's like people ask me like, who my favorite, and there's just way, way too many for me. Well, to no, see I mean, more. yeah, favorite is different. Favorite can always change. Like I always say, Dave Chappelle is he's probably not my favorite comic. He's probably my second or third favorite comic. But he unequivocally has my favorite special, which is Killing Him Softly. I mean, yeah. Killing Him Softly had a resounding effect on my life, like forever. That will never, <laughs> you know. And uh, and it wasn't the first special I ever watched. The first special I ever watched was like um, was critically acclaimed by Dana Carvey in like '94 when he talks about OJ and all this stuff, or '96 maybe. And um, so so that's the f- I was probably like eight or ten years old. Um, but they, but yeah, I mean, like Chappelle's "Killing Him Softly" was just it was it for me. Like I, this was the pinnacle of comedy in my mind, and then, um, and then, and then I started getting into like Louis C.K. and stuff like that. But cartoons too. I mean, like when I was a kid, I was watch Doctor Katz and shit, and that was all okay. comedians. Yeah, 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 all that shit, man. It's like I don't know. That's all I really was into. I didn't get into comic books and all that shit. It was always yeah, just what was funny. Yeah, the um, 
like uh, movies and shit. Did you did you have any like stage experience like in high school or anything? Were you in any, in any plays or musicals or anything? I was. Uh, <laughs> I did a play in elementary school. Yeah. I was. Uh, I was in choir. I played uh, saxophone. So I All right, was in band the performing most arts. of high school and middle school and shit. And I, yeah. I went to like a, yeah, I went to kind of a fine art school for elementary oh. school. So I played oh. like steel drums and shit like that and violin. So this is where we get into the performance, performing arts. You're like, yeah, I got it. Like, so <laughs> you have, you have the, you got the little bit of the drive for it. Like you got a little bit of the bug. Like, all right, I like to, I want to fucking. Not, not. No? Yeah, not really as far as like trying to, this is different. I feel like, cause. I hadn't done anything on a stage in probably over 15 years because it was like it was high school. It was I didn't do anything right. like that in college. So, right. Yeah, there was it wasn't even like, I don't know. Where did where'd you go to college? Life, man. Yeah, I went to a junior college and I went to uh, Iowa State oh, for a shit. little bit. OK, yeah. the how long have you been married? Uh, Six years. Do you have you have kids? Nope. Nope. OK. All right. Um, The like so this is another thing too it's like when uh when you're uh you like your kids too it's like i don't have it i mean i don't have kids but like that must be a funny thing too for comedians that are obviously older and more successful than the both of us like when they have kids their kids finding out that their parents are comedians like imagine imagine like them going back and being like oh shit or like they don't even have to search for it. It's like wait till their friends can start googling, you know. Oh and yeah. Then, uh, yeah, and then what That's are they what, gonna? Yeah, find? I always wonder about how like uh, Kreischer's, Bert Kreischer's kids deal with because he brings them up <laughs> all the time and shit. And yeah, they're at that age where they can, you know, get into know what he's well, doing and what's saying. Well, see, Kreischer too. I I have a feeling that he is like. He's like setting his kids up to be famous also so that he doesn't even have to support them after a certain amount. Like by the time they, those kids turn 18, they're both going to have 100,000 Twitter followers and, and shit anyway. So it's going to be, you know, it's going to be like, all right, all right, honey, I set you up for like, here's your savings deposit box. Like, you know what I mean? Just boom. But like this, this, this great exodus to Texas, what are your thoughts on it? Like I got some questions about it, but I want to know your initial thoughts me personally, I've gone on the record many times and saying I it, to, to kill Tony moving to Austin. I think it's a great thing. Um, doesn't matter either way to me. I feel like I've been blessed uh, living in Los Angeles my whole life, having these things so accessible to me and let a great show like kill Tony go and start some roots somewhere else. It's fine. Both the comedy store and kill Tony will be just fine, you know, and so. Yeah. Uh, but what about like, okay, here's one other thing I wanted to bring up, which is I was kind of like hating on like open micers and shit moving to Austin <laughs> from like, you know, LA or New York. But now I'm starting to realize, holy shit, like, no, nah, like when I hear some of these kids that are like 22 that moved to Austin to because of Rogan and Kill Tony and all that shit, and they're up on Kill Tony, like, you're really getting that same like Hollywood vibe of like going to Hollywood and trying to be successful yeah, in just like there, a purely com comedy way. And it's, it's actually quite endearing. So I don't know yeah. what your thoughts are. It's there. I, I feel like it's just a natural thing. Shit gets weird certain places. And for whatever reasons, you know, uh, lockdown and different politics had yeah. happened in different States. So different rules were set up. So, LA wasn't letting that shit happen. So you got to go yeah. somewhere if you want it bad enough. 
to where yeah, it's happening. That's, and that's really what it is, is if you want it bad enough. And, and I can totally tell, I can totally see, like, if you're one of those comedians that was almost on, is like right there, like almost just about to break through, it makes a lot of sense to, like, well, get yeah, out there and, and also, make sure. Even if you're not, if you're one of those comedians who are just, like you were saying, open micers, if you're, why not? Spend a little less money. It's not yep. super cheap in Austin, yep. but it's it's definitely cheaper in LA, yep. I imagine. And, and New York. why not go do the same bullshit job you were doing here, do it out there, and have more places to get up? And it's just comedy, right? You don't see yeah. a big acting move out right. to Austin. It's yes. just comedy. So you got yes. a lot of actors. And I hear stories about people out in LA who are dealing with people who are doing comedy to maybe help their acting yep. career. And yep. that's probably annoying to comedians to have to deal with that traffic. So it is. that's why it's it's appealing and it's working out. But I think and I hope fucking LA bounces back and opens back up because my dream is still to be on that stage, the yep. main room, just because I'm kind of, you know, invited to do a minute. And Hell yeah. I can rest easy if I die Hell knowing yeah. that I've I've been on that stage because it's kind of hollow ground to me, you know. Hell yeah, yeah. See, I love that, dude. I love that. We especially, um, yeah. We we love the comedy store. I think the biggest tragedy of all this is Adam Eget leaving. Really, um, <laughs> him leaving the comedy store and going. And look, he's gonna he's gonna make a great impression in Austin. I'm sure he's gonna book a bunch of great talent, but fuck man like I mean, that's a big here, blow won't he be able to at least have someone that he maybe recommends or sure. gets in there and does the same that he would do there you know what i mean and sure the world is so small and people who are doing it on that level are so caked up that they can bounce back anywhere and a lot of times they weren't in la anyway so i think yeah. that's why it's not that big of a deal because rogan still has a studio out there i think your mom's house is still going to be able to yeah. go back and forth because they're they got cakes so they can Hell they yeah. can do that shit. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. what it is. These people don't understand that like they're fucking like you think Joe Rogan. I mean, okay, look, Joe Rogan moved a lot of his stuff to Texas. I would assume probably because he was about to get a hundred million dollar check and Texas is not going to take 50% of it. So, <laughs> right. so right. nobody's blaming him. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think it's going to be great. I mean, Austin's fucking I, I went in, in uh, January. It was fucking awesome i was and I, I broke one of my rules but it was my birthday on kill tony and i actually ended up getting on but like i was pretty oh, yeah. fucked up um but, so the interview, thought, yeah, yeah interview went on. well but like i fucked up my last joke a little bit but uh uh it was cool but dude austin's great everybody's gonna yeah. have so much fun there i think like um i think you know this actually shows okay this i'm really proud of new york actually though too because New York, the New York comedians, and like I've, I've, I, um, I, I know I, I've been talking to a lot of some of the like the feature acts in um, New York right now, like on through Twitter and stuff, um, trying to get them on the podcast and things like that. That like are a, like maybe like to, <clears throat> you know like some of the guys that like show up on uh, real ass podcasts like Colin Turrell and Brendan Sagalo and stuff like that. So yeah, so those guys are about to like really break through into like the Mark Norman Sam Marill level soon. And oops. And um, so I've been trying to chat with them, trying to get them on the podcast. But like I'm really proud of like how the New York comedians like they stuck together, they stuck it out out there. And now everything's back 
and they're going to be, you know, getting their shit on. I, I want to get out there and try to do some open mics, too, out there, too, soon. Oh, yeah. um, in a couple, maybe by the end of the year, do that. But um, yeah. it's going to be fun stuff. Like, um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have too many other questions. Was there anything else you wanted to uh, you wanted to talk about? Nope. Nope. Okay. I'm good if you're good, bro. I appreciate yeah. you having me on. Here. Hell yeah, dog. Fun. We're gonna we'll try to have you on more. I'll keep asking you until uh, you know I'll bug you the fuck out of you. You come on and we'll ch- we'll I'll try to bring on some other comedians so we can just kind of like sit and shoot the shit because you seem like you're really fun. You know what's up. You know how to like talk about. We'll get into like more. We'll get into next time. We'll get into current events. Yeah, I'm with Ooh. it. Like, like, tell us, do you think BLM are terrorists? No, I'm just joking. Don't want to talk about that. Anyway. All right. You got any plugs? Of course, go to uh, Alamine's YouTube channel. Follow him. He's on Instagram at Alamine. What else you got? And on Twitter. I'm going to post everything in the bio. I'm all everything at Alamine. I need to make a website now. huh? I need to do a lot of stuff. Oh, if you need to make a website, you can have you. By the way, have you ever heard of Discord? You should get on, jump on Discord. Yeah, it's, I was on it when I first did Kill Tony. Okay. I need to get ah, back yeah. on there. Yeah, it, yeah. It's Sometimes a, I just abandon all social media altogether for a little yeah. while. I might okay, do that good. in a couple of weeks, but That's I'm going to get back on there. Sure. Yeah, get back on. It's it's a good place to promote yourself. They'll they'll love you in there. They'll yeah. fucking they'll suck your balls off pretty good. Um, they're like, holy <laughs> shit, Alamine is in the Discord channel. <laughs> um, so all right, yeah, go to Alamine. I'll post everything in the in the uh, bio. Obviously, go to djnden.net. Dave, Sarah, Dave, Sarah, Dave, Sarah. Thank you very much, Alamine. Thank you so Peace. much, buddy. I appreciate Peace, it, man. buddy.